<laughs> I swear, every time I see that picture, I always just, I always just hear your voice in my head. Oh my god! Hey y'all! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Saint Cast Different Day Podcast. Uh, we, we back after two weeks, you know. It was some things going on and stuff, and we are back to uh, you know, finish the rest of the season eight, I believe that we're on because we are episode fifteen right now. So. Uh, to kick things off, I came across this video, and it made me think of Tina Marie's children and their generation. So I'm going to play this video and then get her response. <laughs> Y'all want to know what it's like raising a teenager? Come with me. Remember I told you the other day that our air conditioner went out and the part's coming in tomorrow, but inside of our house right now, it is 87 degrees. Now watch this. Brian, it's almost 90 degrees in this house. Why are you wearing a hoodie? Yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> it, it made me think of that right away. It has been so many times her her sons have gotten the car, and she looked over there like, "Why do you got on a sweater?" And it's this house <laughs> every day. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get uh, it. It's crazy because after you had said it the first time, I started see, I, I started noticing more and more teenagers. I'm like, like today I was out driving around today. I looked down at my dashboard. So this thing says 92 degrees outside. Why am I seeing teenagers with hoodies and shit on? Like, what is going on? Because <laughs> somebody told me they was in Vegas and they got some family members that stay out there. And um, I guess they cousin or somebody kids was walking around with a hoodie on. It was like 112 degrees that day and the kid the, the kids had on hoodies walking around in Vegas. Like what <laughs> like this new generation is just built totally different. <laughs> what is wrong with them? Jesus take the wheel with them. It's terrible. Oh Lord. <laughs> so we have some more Florida news and you know instead of me explaining it we have the perfect guy to explain it because then it also leads into this uh, thing that Tina sent me also that I uh, wanted to uh, discuss because I was just like, it could, at first I'm like, this just can't be real when I had read the thing that Tina sent me. But I'm going to play this video for y'all and I'm let him explain to y'all what's going on down in Florida because he lives in Florida. So I just write all my updates for, about what's going on down there. So here we go. While Ron DeSantis is traveling the country campaigning for president of the United States in a campaign that, by the way, seems to be going down the tubes based on the recent poll numbers. Uh, but you know what else is going down the tubes? Everything here in Florida. In addition to the fact that we now have malaria spreading throughout the state with six confirmed cases. And I know that may seem like, oh, only six. What are we worried about? We're talking about a disease that is typically not seen in the United States, but is infecting people here in Ron DeSantis's state of Florida. And we have no leader to do anything about it. 
And for the record, I'm actually not talking about Ron DeSantis. I'm talking about the head of Florida, uh, Florida's Bureau of Epidemiology that is actually in charge of responding to events like malaria breaking out in the state. We don't have a leader for that group right now as that position has remained vacant since March. So we have nobody in charge of the Bureau of Epidemiology, Epidemiology, excuse me, here in the state of Florida. So no real way to kind of combat the malaria spreading around the state. And that's just one of several problems plaguing Florida as we descend into the seventh circle of hell. This week, it was also announced that Farmers Insurance, one of the largest insurers here in the state of Florida, is pulling out. They're done. They will no longer offer home insurance in the state of Florida due to the fact that it's no longer profitable for them because of the natural disasters and climate change related disasters happening throughout the state. And we have a Republican controlled state that refuses to even acknowledge that climate change exists. So there's two bad stories. Then of course, we have the fact that Ron DeSantis this week declined a $377 million investment in the state of Florida for energy efficiency from the federal government. The Biden administration said, here's $377 million so that your state can become energy efficient and we will provide rebates to your citizens so we would get money. And Ron DeSantis said, thanks, but no thanks. We don't like free money here in Florida. So you screwed over your constituents with that one. And because we're not going to get that investment in energy efficiency, we are going to continue to pay higher than average utility bills here in the state of Florida. And then the fourth story to come out in just the last couple days to let you know how bad things are in Florida. It's this one. We had multiple reports obviously come out on Wednesday about how great inflation was throughout the United States. We hit a three year low with inflation only at 3%, three year low in inflation. It is coming down 3% across the board in the United States. In every state in the nation, inflation has gone down except for one, one state out of all 50, only one state is watching inflation rise. Can can you guess which one it is? That's right. It's Florida folks. Florida's inflation is increasing at 9%. So the rest of the country is 3%. We're at 9%. So we're experiencing inflation three times higher than the national average. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that home prices in Florida have skyrocketed in the last few years higher, or excuse me, they've gone up at a faster rate than any other state in the country. So we are pricing people out of home ownership faster than any other state in the United States of America. This is what 25 years of solid Republican rule will do to a state because that is what we have had here in the state of Florida. We have not had a democratic governor since 1998. We have had solid Republican control of our state legislature for roughly the same amount of time. And this is what Ron DeSantis will do to the rest of the country. No response to infectious diseases 
inflation absolutely out of control, insurers fleeing because we're not acknowledging the existence of climate change, declining money to become energy efficient. So when Ron DeSantis tells you that he wants to make America, Florida, believe me as somebody who lives in Florida, that's not a goal. That's a threat. Baby, baby. If the residents of Florida just don't pack up and leave at this point. That's terrible. So they probably paying about $15 to $16 for 12 eggs. They probably paying about $10 for a gallon of milk. Gas is probably about $7, $8 a gallon. Oh, when will they learn Florida? Just just pack up and leave. And this 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 just show how we don't need this idiot man running as president of the United States. He ain't gonna win. I ain't I got faith in that. Uh, it, it it's just the idiocy in it. And it, people is really following this man, like how they was following uh following Donald Trump. But before I get into Donald Trump, um uh, there was somebody... down, now, one thing Donald Trump ain't going to do is turn down some free money. Right. Um, but before I get into Donald Trump, though, uh, there was somebody from the Clear Caucus that uh, has some words to say about Donald Trump, and I got the video for it, too. But when we get into this, this story that Tina found, so I just couldn't believe this was a real story right mm-hmm. here. Uh, I believe Tina read it more in detail than I did, probably. But, uh... So, it's just going down in Florida, boy. So, I feel some kind of way about that, about this, because me and Martel like to indulge in the hibachi. Mm-hmm. So, when I saw this and I read the story, it was like people were complaining about feeling sick or drug when they ate there. And then like, I think it was like eight or nine people actually tested positive for meth. Then they found meth residue in like the to-go containers. And that's not the kicker. This has happened quite a few times, not just at that restaurant though. <laughs> like which one, like let me let me find out they uh what's the proper they smuggling meth through restaurants in Florida now. <laughs> That's the source of income ain't nothing else well. <laughs> I was like, what? They put them people probably felt terrible. That's right. terrible. That made I'm me feel some type of way. Like, how dare you sully the name of Hibachi like that? Exactly. Y'all don't understand how good hibachi is. It's fantastic. It's It's like all the foods in one. Yes. And for them to put meth in it, what is wrong with them? (laughs) I I read the story and said, this this, this just can't be. It can't be real. Like, you thought that you wasn't going to get caught? Like, I don't get... (sighs) These, I swear, these newfangled drug dealers, they don't know how to drug deal right. They don't, they don't do it right. They because they be users, too. Oh, that's what it be. 
praise Jeebus for him. Praise Jeebus. Yeah. So, if, uh, so speaking of, uh, you know, getting to the other caucus, uh, I, I got, a, I got a. I got a, a video for y'all, and this this person was talking about you know a certain party. I did have actually I had two videos. It was one talking about uh, the Republican Party being broke. Mm-hmm. I, I should have labeled these better in my thing, but I'm gonna get into one of the, the uh, one he was talking the the one that's mad about the you know. Here we go. This message is for Trump supporters in 2023 and 2024. Now, as a former hard right Republican, and believe me, hard right Republican, I completely understand why you would have voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Even though I didn't vote for him, I can't vote for uh, someone who blatantly admits to sexual assault. But I, I can almost understand why you would have voted for him again in 2020, even though it was clear that he was unraveling. But Supporting him two and a half years later is utter freaking nonsense. And, and listening to what's being dispelled from the hole in his face is unprecedentedly stupid. If you're a Republican, and I stopped being a Republican because I finally understood how much I was being lied to by conservative media and the likes of Fox News, but but you couple that with my teenage daughters being smarter than me since they were about five years old, um, and me recognizing that they were smarter than me when they were trying to explain things like Black Lives Matter during the George Floyd riots. And and the Republican Party sort of comes into full view. Now, I fully believe that most people who identify as Republicans today are good people. I know a lot of people who identify as Republicans today, and they are good people. But the party has rotted from its core. Reaganomics is BS. The religious right is attempting to create a Christian theocracy in the United States. And we've been lied to about money for over a half a century in order for big businesses to effectively enslave every American, or at least 90% of them. It's also crystal clear that our legislative and judicial branches are bought and paid for by people who do not give a rat's ass about the average American. Every one of us has been brainwashed to believe that we're, our sole purpose in life is to simply work for someone else in order to eke out a mediocre living while people like Donald Trump swindle their way into the White House to make sure that his billionaire buddies stay billionaires. Now, if you think Donald Trump gives two shits about the average American, ask him the last time him or Melania went grocery shopping. All valid points. All valid points. I totally one hundred percent agree with everybody what he was saying. Like that, like some people be like be like, Oh, you 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 actually care for some of the Republicans' ideas? I'm like, Yeah, the ones who make sense. It's kind of hard I, to pick a party, I would say now. Yeah. Like I wish it, it were more independent people, you know, independent party people that had the backing because I feel like they kind of blur the lines between Republican and Democratic parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the way the country is going with the younger generation is like a blur of lines between the two parties. And you got the people that I feel like 
the Republic can and the Democrat parties lack discipline in certain areas. Like he said, um, I feel like it's a lot of antiquated beliefs that are still um, among the people that are, you know, of higher status in those mm -hmm. parties. Both of them. Mm -hmm. so, so I really hope in the future that the independent party gets more momentum than what it has. And it's like, people, you don't have to, you don't have to identify with Republican and you don't have to identify with Democrat. Choose the person that has the best beliefs for you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the way that you should vote. Choose the person that is going to have the most impact on your life. And that's the way you should vote. Speaking of, uh, 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 you know, these elected officials, uh, can somebody's plea, whoever is voting for Malayla Cobbs, can y'all please stop voting for her? Ooh, She's that? lazy. She does the older woman. She's mm. lazy. She don't do nothing. You call her office. You don't get a call back. You don't get a message back. You don't get a letter in the mail. You don't get nothing. You, you, you know, there are issues going on. Like even when elections and stuff was going on, she didn't come around and knock on doors herself to get your vote. She didn't come out and meet none of her people during the election. I didn't see her at all during the election. I didn't vote for the lady, but somehow this lady still won. I don't know how she got these votes or whatever, or who voted for her, but we, stop voting for her. Because I'm at the point where damn near when it's time to vote for Alderman and stuff again, I'm thinking I'm trying to raise some money around from Alderman because this is ridiculous. <laughs> do, for, do for your community. Good God, why is it you supposed to represent your community, but you ain't never in the community to know what's going on within the community. Uh oh, somebody's that's upset. That. Yeah, that's why I say I saw that bitch and the stuff want to push her down. I said, you making all this money, but you got your ass in goddamn Aldi's. <laughs> yeah, I want to knock that bitch over. <laughs> every I'm time so I see here. her, every time I just happen to see her, or I see like a, a so I get mad every time. Like I, re I really do not like her. At all. She's terrible. Okay. I don't like her. Uh, moving along, uh, I'm trying <laughs> to find a video about the Republican Party being broke. So just give me the a Supreme second. Court this might be may it. have just fucked up the economy. Or so last week, the conservative majority ruled six to three. Okay. I don't think that's it. He came on a little strong there. I want to kind of hear what he had to say. Oh. Yo, this okay. is crazy. The Minnesota Republican Party is totally broke. Go on. Now, a Republican has not won in Minnesota in over 50 years. 2024 is going to be the year. I swears it. So not having any cash is going to make this worse. But how broke are they? They only have $53.81 cash on hand. <laughs> I bet a majority of y'all watching this video right now probably got $53 in your pocket. They are over $300,000 in debt. And they are not alone across the country. Coach, wait. You mean to tell me the party of fiscal responsibility is is broke? Like, and Minnesota's not the only one? The Arizona Republican Party, which has been the forefront in all the election grifts, have only $50,000 in the bank after having over 700000 a few years ago. Ooh, that stings. 
and the Colorado Republican Party is just down bad. They are bankrupt and are being evicted from their main office. Ugh, I feel very uncomfortable saying this, Andrew. You'll have to forgive me, but uh, landlord for the win? The tensions in the Republican Party are starting to rise across the country, and it's leading to fights like physical fights like the one you saw the other day. What's that term they always like to use? Go woke, go broke? Something like that? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, it seems like a lot of bootstraps are going to be getting to work out here soon now, aren't they? Tots and pears to all of you. They definitely shouldn't be doing something shady for some money. Mm-hmm. They probably be getting all kinds of illegal campaign donations and all kind of stuff. They probably be money laundering, all kind of stuff uh, to get some money. Y'all just wait and see. Just wait and see. That's just how dirty the Republican Party is. Now, to the video that Tina wanted to see. Uh, here we go. The Supreme Court may have just fucked up the economy. So last week, the conservative majority ruled six to three to strike down Biden's plan to forgive up to $20,000 in federal student loans. And so student loan payments, which have been paused for several years since the pandemic started, will now resume in October. Though also, Biden is now looking at other ways to get forgiveness or relief to those borrowers. But right now, unless something changes, payments are going to resume soon. And that's going to take a toll on millions and millions of Americans who have not had to pay for the last several years. And very importantly, this is coming as many households are already dealing with high inflation and interest rates, as well as record credit card debt. With experts explaining, this this is a major hit to most people's budget. And the fact that it's been paused for so long means that people have mentally taken that out of their budgets. And so as a result, the impact this is gonna have on people's budgets are also gonna ripple into other parts of the economy and particularly consumer spending. Because until now, for the most part, consumer spending has remained solid despite other economic uncertainties over the last year or so. But a lot of that money is gonna have to be redirected to the billions of dollars in monthly loan payments. In fact, the investment bank Jefferies is predicting that student debt payments will resume at $18 billion a month, which is 3% of the $686 billion that was spent on retail and food services in May per Census Bureau estimates. But experts forecasting department stores and specialty retailers are going to be hit the hardest as well as all kinds of discretionary spending like travel or streaming services. I like him because I think I done said that on a lot of our episodes before where if we did get the break from student loan debt, it would go into spending for the economy and boost it up. Now, we didn't got inflation down to Three percent per the what was it the first video you showed? Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna skyrocket back up. Like it's gonna be terrible. People are gonna be getting put out their homes. People credit score is gonna drop. Like it, it's gonna be hard out here for a pimp. Mm-hmm. This is why for the people who kept on saying, "Well, it's not fair because I paid off my loans." Okay, well then, bitch, ask them for credit. Like then, if I paid off, like if I paid off my loan in full, then maybe they'd be like, "Well, hey, we give you, you know, a five thousand dollar tax credit or something." I wouldn't care, but like I said, I don't care that you paid off your stuff. But it's just the people, like no, I'm saying, them. like if I was a person that had paid off my student loan debt and others had the chance to get rid of it, I wouldn't care because right. the majority of people that did get student loans are in debt period like the majority mm-hmm. of people so for the minority to kind of like get you know what i'm saying like for the major for the minority to mess it up for the majority like that is terrible yeah 
It is. And like I said, that money is going to get, like, that's, that's money that could be going into the economy. Like you said, that's $18 billion a month that the government would be receiving that's basically just going to go sit in some type of bank account somewhere. And that's probably not going to get used until they were probably going to pull some. I'm like, oh, well, we needed some money for the Republican Party. So we're going to pull it out the student loan fund money or, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's not like that money that we're just going to be getting paid back is Will we use some of that money for um with a natural disaster or some hit? Like it's gonna be some type of bull crap. But I don't, I just believe it's just sitting in account. That might be the same money that they use to give the people over in um uh that that country that's at war, Ukraine. That might be the money came from the giver when they gave Ukraine a billion dollars. That's probably where that money came from from the student loan program. That they, the money they just had sitting there. And that's the crazy. Y'all willing to give a whole nother country a billion dollars, but you won't give your own citizens a billion dollars to release student loan debt. And they probably, the amount of uh, the money they talking about for student loan debt, that they talking about forgiving, not like they forgiving everybody loan or they forgiving the whole complete loan. It's just a portion of the loan that they're forgetting, which probably won't even equal up to a billion dollars. It's terrible. Somebody so like, to and to go to um who said that that they were um the second guy wasn't it where he said that um the majority no the last guy didn't he say he, the majority of the judiciary branch is in somebody's pocket yeah this is terrible let me find out let me find out their agenda is to get a Republican in office so they can reintroduce a student loan debt relief. To make Somewhat similar to this, and they pass it. Um, it's, it's just like when they tried, when they uh, took away Obamacare. And then they took away Obamacare just to introduce Trump care, which was the same thing as Obamacare. It was just, they took everything Obama did and took his name off of it and put Trump's name on it. This is terrible. It is. I am upset. Tina for government. Woo! <laughs> Yay, Tori! Um, okay, it's like... Oh, shit, we all went through all the, almost all the videos. Okay, so it's like three more videos left. Uh, I don't know what this next one is, so we're going to see what this is. Let's find out. That's a great question, isn't it? JFK was in his 40s when he became president. Now that millennials are starting to get to be that age, why? remember what this story the story is uh this was going to be on the last episode but i ain't getting a chance to do the last episode so I'll, for the viewers and the people who are on me listening to all your version no don't judge me because i know it's like eight months after the season started before y'all actually get the audio versions of this show i'm sorry you know trying to you know rush a process so i can get an office put together so i gotta keep deconstructing my computer and then put it back together and deconstruct it again to do all the editing and stuff so anyway uh, I'm gonna play this video so make sure y'all pay attention. Make sure you pay attention. That's a great question, isn't it? JFK was. That's a great. I hate the button. What? what? That's a great question, isn't it? JFK was in his 40s when he became president. Now that millennials are starting to get to be that age, why aren't there any millennial presidents? And the answer is, of course, 
fucking boomers. Now, I originally wasn't gonna make a video about this specifically, but then I ended up on an ADD rabbit hole, and here we are. First, before we get started, uh, JFK is kind of a bad analog. At 43 years old, JFK was the youngest president to ever be elected. Teddy Roosevelt was, in fact, the youngest president ever at 42, but he didn't get elected initially. He became president after McKinley was assassinated. Anyway, the oldest millennials now are 43 years old, and the median age for a president at inauguration is 55. So the question really shouldn't be, why has there been no millennial presidents, and should be, why has there been no Gen X presidents? Oldest Gen X is 58. Youngest president ever elected was 43. Median age at inauguration is 55. They've been in that presidential sweet spot age for over a decade now, yet there hasn't been any. So anyway, on this ADD rabbit hole, I started scrolling through all of the presidents and looking at the year that each one was born in order. Now, it would stand to reason that every time a new president gets elected, their birth year would be later than the president they're replacing most of the time. After all, four to eight years on average has passed since the last dude was elected. It would stand to reason that the new guy was born a few years after the last guy. So let's test that theory. Let's go back a hundred years. That brings us to Calvin Coolidge, born 1872. We got Hoover, 74, FDR, 82, Truman, 84, Eisenhower, born 1890, JFK, 1917. JFK, obviously the youngest president ever elected, gets assassinated, and his vice president, LBJ, takes over. LBJ is a little bit older, nine years to be exact, born 1908. So we take a little step back there, but LBJ wasn't elected. The next president was Richard Nixon, again, born after the previous president in 1913. He resigns over a scandal that today would just be a random Tuesday, and his vice president takes over, also born 1913. And then we get to Jimmy Carter, 1924. With the 10 presidents we've been through so far, eight of them were elected into the presidency, and all eight of those elected to office were physically younger than their predecessor. Now you're probably saying, there's been lots of presidents since Carter, why'd you stop there? And I didn't stop, I just paused because the trend changes, because everything wrong in the world starts with our next president, Ronald Reagan. Reagan, elected in 1980, was born in 1911. Not only was he born before his predecessor, Jimmy Carter, he was born six years before John F. Kennedy, who was elected in 1961. When Ronald Reagan left office, he was the oldest president in history. The next president is Reagan's VP, Daddy Bush, who was born in 1924. And while he was younger than Reagan, he was a couple months older than Jimmy Carter, who had been elected 12 years earlier. And this brings us to 1992. Bill Clinton, born 1946, is our very first boomer president and one of the youngest presidents ever elected at 46 years old. Hey, Reagan Bush was a fluke. The pendulum swung back, right? Right? Eight years later, we get baby Bush, and he was also a boomer, born in... 1946. Then we get Barack Obama, who is considerably younger, but born in 1961, is still a boomer. Don't worry, guys, though, that was just a fluke, because next we get Donald J. Trump, who is also a boomer, born in, guess what, 1946. So the four presidents between 1992 and 2016 were all baby boomers, and three of them were the first model year boomers, born June, July, and August of 1946, getting older. Clinton was the fucking youngest. Don't worry, guys, the next president, Biden, not a boomer. Born in 1942, he's fucking silent, Jen. Joe Biden is physically older than the president we elected 30 fucking years ago. Let this sink in. I'm 32 years old. The president elected in the first presidential election of my lifetime, who is still physically alive, is younger than the current president of the United States. Back to the original question is, why has there been no millennial presidents, or more accurately, why has there been no Gen X presidents? And the answer is that the boomers in Washington are too narcissistic, self-absorbed, selfish, and power-hungry to retire. And it's taking them an eternity to get into the forever box. They leave absolutely no room for younger people to move 
move up into higher political positions. This isn't just the White House. The average age of the Senate is 65 and a half years old, and the average age of Congress is 58 and a half years old. And younger people are running against these people and trying to get a hold on the reins of power to help guide our country for the people who are our own fucking age. But it makes it really hard because they're running against people with more name recognition because they've been there for half a fucking century, they've got more money, and they've got more connections. It's really hard to defeat incumbents, and parties will almost never throw their support behind a newcomer if they have an incumbent to run. Which is why we need term limits and a maximum age on public officials. But this doesn't just affect Washington. In corporate America, boomers refusing to retire is one of the many, many, oh so goddamn many financial obstacles facing Gen X millennials and now Gen Z. Because once again, they got into these mid and higher level positions and organizations and then just never fucking leave. So there's never any room for younger people to move up into better paying positions. Uh, sorry, this video got long. I, I was just going to talk about how since Reagan, our presidents have progressively gotten like older and then obviously I got carried away. Back to the initial point, we absolutely should have had a Gen X president by now and have some millennials that are at least on a short list to primary in 2024 or 2028. And we don't because boomers will never retire or die. Okay, first of all, where the fuck was he pacing at that whole time? <laughs> I like I wondered that too. Like nobody noticed this man walk around pacing for however long he Talking was recording his video. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. The internet. Yes, but that goes back to what you have said so many times about <laughs> we're not moving forward in this country because the old people are still in office with their antiquated ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we got these older people who are in office who want to relive the glory days of when they were in their 20s and 30s, which is back in the fucking 40s and 50s and 60s, like, which looked retire, like a horrible sir. time for everybody else. Right. Just retire. Like, that was a horrible time for somebody else. Like, like, there are people who were born in the 1940s and they're still working as CEOs and all this other kind of stuff or by, you know, like vice VPs of companies, even in healthcare. Like, leave for other people can have these opportunities. Like, there is no more money you need to make. Like, what, 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 what else? You, you're, you're pretty much almost dead. Just go enjoy life at this mm -hmm. point. Go travel. Go see the world. Like, like these, I feel like the silent generation and the boomer generation, like they just don't want to give up what they have. Like, like, like they feel like they, if they quit working, they're going to die. It's not necessarily if you quit working, you die. Just stay active. Nobody's telling you to sit at home all day and watch TV. There is a lot of stuff. Go see the world. Go travel. I'm pretty sure that you got a nice cushion in your savings. I'm pretty sure you got a nice pension check coming in because you boomers and silent generation made sure that y'all had pensions and social security for life, but not the next generations after that. There's nothing for the next generations after that. So y'all made sure that y'all was set up really well for retirement. Now let somebody else of a different generation, or rather Gen X or Millennials come in and let us set up ourselves, our generation for retirement when we get older. So that yeah. way we can be comfortable and not have to work our ass or work till we drop dead. Because that's what's going to happen. Like, come on, man. Like, America, you need to do better. They won't. They won't. They won't mm -hmm. at all. I was speaking for a moment. Okay. Uh, moving along. I have no idea what this next one is. Uh, so here we go. Florida has lost their mind. 
I mean, they've been lost their mind, but they didn't lost their mind. We found out yesterday that the Florida Department of Education has approved that teachers are to teach that slavery benefited black folks by providing transferable skills that would somehow enhance their quality of life, I guess, sometime after slavery. Excuse me, being enslaved. And sometimes I don't bring y'all breaking news right away when things happen because I am so rage-filled. And I think it's important to say what I gotta say, but say it in a way in which people can hear what I got to say and give myself a time to cool off. But if this doesn't encourage you to vote, I don't know what will. The current governor of Florida who pushes that agenda, because it is an agenda, we wanna talk about everybody else's agenda, let's talk about this agenda, is also running for the president of the United States. And I did a video last week or maybe week before last saying that I actually don't really think Ron DeSantis is running right now because he was so far right wing. But after this week with the shakeup of his staff and him now doing mainstream uh, media interviews and actually sounding more presidential, he's moving more to the middle right now. It suggests, oh, I was wrong. He just thought that craziness was going to work and it wasn't working. And so now he's pivoting. So he is actually running, which means his ideologies and what he thinks about black people and people of color has not changed. He just wants to make it more palatable so he can get in the White House. And once in the White House, what do you think he's going to do <laughs> when he has political capital to push people in Congress to make such laws for the rest of us? The insidious notion that an enslaved person somehow benefited from being enslaved because they learned transferable skills as if they didn't have a skill set before you enslaved them, raped them, dismantled their families is more than a slap in the face. It's a spit in the face. And this ain't no ad for Joe Biden. What it is is to say we have to vote because the people ain't playing. And the Democrats are far from perfect. Trust and believe. But I'm going to go take my chances over there, then sit on the sidelines and let a Ron DeSantis or another a Trump get in again, or the sycophants like a Marjorie Taylor Greene make it to the highest echelons of our political system to enact laws to take me and my beautiful black skin backwards. I won't have it. So we need to vote on every single level. Okay. Okay. I agree with everything he said. Yeah, when I first heard that is what was it? Like a week ago, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, how in the hell can anybody utter those words out of their mouth? Like, how can you say that we benefited from the skills to take care of y'all? Like y'all didn't benefit from us being slaves. And just like exactly. he said, how do you think our race of people has survived for so long if we didn't have no skills to survive? Like, <laughs> make it make sense. We had a whole different culture and belief somewhere way across the water. And then somebody decided they want to be nosy and say, oh, I like that. So I'm going to take you. Mm -hmm. Because them I don't want to do no work for myself. Them colonizers over in a year that went down to Africa and colonized Africa too. That's why in certain parts of Africa, they use European money. They use pounds. Yep. They, so, they went and stuck their nose in everybody else's business. It's like, I didn't know Barbados and uh, and I think certain parts of the Bahamas. Was it, Bar is it Bahamas? No, like more of the little islands down there by the Bahamas and Barbados and all that other kind of stuff. Like, all that was ran by Europe. 
like by the Queen of England. They, they, they was part of the yeah. European Union or whatever, which I didn't know that at first. Like I never knew that. Yeah, it's a guy. Oh. It's a guy at work who's white, but says he's African because he's from South African, but he has a British accent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just knew. I was like, oh, you from across the pond? He was like, no, I'm from Africa. I'm like, what? <laughs> It's the southwest or southeastern part of Africa. So like like at Johannesburg, um, like Johannesburg, I believe like Cape Town, South Africa, around in those places down there, it is yeah, it's all ran by the Euro European nation. That is very troublesome to me. Like what are you trying to do? Like, okay, so now I got this person that say he's from Africa. Don't look like me. Don't sound like me. Don't have the same culture as me. But you're saying you're from Africa. Like, that's so weird. So not only did y'all take us from where we were, but then you inputted us where we were to even further. And I feel like it's almost like an infestation. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I don't, I mean that in uh, the, I don't, the best way possible. Like, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad or anything like that. These are just my point, my opinions and views on it. It was just such a shock to me. And he's very nice, very respectful, as far as I know, in passing in conversation. He worked in a majority African American um, healthcare facility with mostly black um with mostly black patients but it's just so weird who told you to get a delivery at this ungodly hour mind your business <laughs> yeah but like tina said I, I, it is very weird it, it seemed very weird for somebody to say that who doesn't look like us and say like oh i'm from africa like what no, you, you find it hard to believe, but no, with the stuff I've learned lately, and um, like uh, he has to been on the show in a while, but Kami, Kami uh, Gecko, you look him up on uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube and Facebook, he he lives in South Africa, but he looks Indian. So I was like, when he first said he was in Africa, I'm like, wait, what? You know, yeah. African. What are we doing? <laughs> right. But like, I totally get 100% what Tina is saying. Because uh, let me move things along because we is almost out of time, y'all. How y'all doing? Um, so this next one, here we go. After telling us we didn't deserve student debt relief, after repeatedly stating for the last several years that we don't know how money works, House Republicans are apparently planning to vote for an $8,000 pay increase for the House of Representatives or a 4.6% increase to their current salary of 174000 So House Republicans want to cut every other form of government spending but the pay raise that they're trying to give themselves. Outstanding. This comes, of course, after the months and years of complaining and whining and moaning that the average everyday American doesn't deserve student debt relief, doesn't deserve any kind of financial reprieve in their life. They're calling it a cost of living increase. Isn't the minimum wage still jack shit? And honestly, it's not even just the Republicans in this regard. Several Democratic Congress people have come out and said they plan on supporting this bill. It's incredibly frustrating to see the people that create laws 
invent a law to give themselves a cost of living raise when they deem necessary. These same people, these same people complain and piss and moan about the notion of giving somebody a couple more dollars an hour, the average everyday working person that much. Yeah, give Congress an extra $8,000 a year, but God forbid you want to give an extra couple dollars to the average everyday worker. Completely unserious. And the wow. So if so, if they're getting costs of living pay raises, everybody else, you need to bring up the the minimum wage, all of that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That I, I said. I thought of like, wait, y'all gonna get y'all sales a cost of living increase? So you mean to tell me this cost of living increase is gonna bring their their yearly? Income up to one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars a year, and mm. like I said, mind mm. you, these are the same people who tr- are trying. So, say like, you know, when they have to, they they are voted in 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 whatever state they're voted in, in and they have to go to D.C. so to you know to have these meetings and stuff, where they got to go out to D.C. They're trying to make the American people reimburse them for the rent they pay on the apartment they have in Washington. They're trying to make the American people reimburse them for the airfare that it takes to get to D.C. They try to make us reimburse them for buying groceries while they're in D.C. Like make it make is if, if it's your job to be there, should you have budget for that? The trips back and forth to Washington. Like, why do the American people have to pay for that if it's part of your job? The way we like, we don't get reimbursed for the gas we spend going to and from work. Sure not. Sure not. You know, we don't get reimbursed. So if we pay a house payment or whatever, and we decide to go spend some time out of town, we don't get reimbursed for that. Mm-mm. So why do you guys feel like you guys should be reimbursed and get a cost of living increase? And just say screw the rest of the people. Fuck, fuck, that's fuck the government. Fuck the government. So this last video, I figured like with everything we played today, um, we needed some we need some high highs. And I felt okay. like this was a good high high. So uh I'm gonna play this for y'all and make sure y'all go follow him over on TikTok also. But I'm going to play here, y'all go. As you know, the TikTok name will show up at the end. Here we go. Oh, let's see what we got. Call KFC. It's Kevin Hart and tell him it's a feather. And it's, see, y'all going to make me get out the bed for this one, bro. Let's go. Oh, my God. They got a one-star rating. They may actually have a feather in the chicken. Thanks for calling KFC. Hey, man. Um, what's What's going on, guys? This is Kevin Hart. How are y'all? Good. Uh, Mr. Hart, how are you doing? Um, I'll say that I've seen better days. Um, is that manager in by chance? Yeah, you're speaking to the manager. How can I help you? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm dealing with a life or death situation right now, and I'm um, freaking out. Okay. So, um, I sent my assistant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I sent my assistant to get a, um, a bucket of chicken from you guys earlier today. And okay. um, I told him to order a two-piece leg and a thigh. That's not too much to ask for. Mr. Chicken, can I get a two-piece? A leg and a thigh, right? That's not too much to ask for. Um, okay. Right. Okay, cool. So, I, I, I go to take a bite of the chicken. I notice the chicken wasn't all the way done. 
Now, I'm really big on texture. So when my mouth, when my lips hit it, something didn't feel right. I was like, okay, there's something wrong with this chicken. So I'm going to investigate this chicken. I go to turn the chicken over, and I notice that there was a feather on the chicken. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. You, you're not listening. There was a feather on the chicken. Can you? Okay. Well, I mean, we do serve real chicken, so sometimes the feathers don't get, you the, know, removed all the way. But what you can do. Oh, my. What? That was a, sometimes the feathers don't get removed from the chicken? Y'all cook it like that? There's no way. The chicken saw me, seen me, see it, looking at me, taking a bite of the chicken. And then I'm in my head, I'm thinking, the chicken is alive. Why is the chicken running around in my mind? I'm like, why are you moving, chicken? And then it dawned on me. And then it dawned on me. The chicken just started, got up. It tried to fly out my mouth when I was eating it. That's... <laughs> Well, you can look at it this way, Mr. Hart. You got a other special, a two-piece thigh, and a feather. Um, the feather, you get the souvenir. You just put it, put it in your cap. And um, that's absolutely, that's absolutely this. What kind of business are you running, man? What the hell? What you, what you got going on over there, dude? I, I'm, I don't think that y'all FFA approved. Y'all, y'all, you can't. <laughs> Hey, real deal. Boom, bam, got him. <laughs>